0: G'day, you bloody beautiful bastards. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Excuse me. Fucking again. Do you know how many times I've started this recording? Started recording, g'day, you bloody beautiful... B-, and then I've had to stop because I had to clear my fucking throat. Every time it does it, I don't need to before I hit record. But as soon as I hit record, something it just gets triggered in me and I just have to clear my fucking throat. God, anyway, I'm sorry. That rant really wasn't needed, but fuck it, it can stay there. All right, so where we left off? I was fighting with my mother. A lot. And we'd organised for me to move in with my cousin. (laughs) My cousin. He was an interesting one. And he was living out... Out in the forest, a fair ways away from civilisation. Which didn't really work for me, but hey, that's what mum wanted. And we were organising it, and then... The bushfires of 09 happened, and that entire area burnt down. My cousin got out fine, and I still moved in with him, but we moved into my uncle's house with them. Which was, you know, when I look back at it, a weird, weird choice for me, but hey, whatever, it happened. But I was deeply unhappy. And my drinking took off like a rocket. Every time I got paid, I'd pay my rent, I'd pay my bills, and whatever was left would go to alcohol. And I would just drink all day, all night. I was drunk a lot. And my cousin started doing some pretty heavy drugs because he was deeply unhappy too. (laughs) He was an interesting sort He would go to work Now I'd like to say he had his license suspended For driving while drunk So I had to drive him places In which I wouldn't be drunk But he'd be drunk So if he was driving he'd probably be drunk then too Which is great Because I'd be driving him to work well, he's half tanked. And he'd go work construction. Where you shouldn't be under the influence of anything operating heavy machinery like that. But it is what it is. And that's what it did. And then he started taking drugs. Some pretty heavy drugs. And I'd go and pick him up at 3am when he comes home from work. And he'd be off his face on whatever the fuck he's taken. And I'd have to deal with his dumbass. Which was fine, you know, like... In the end, I suppose, I didn't really mind doing that for him. His family, after all. And then... One day... <laughs> oh. If he ever hears this, he's going to hate me telling this story, but... It's funny. Anyway, one day he comes downstairs and I'm sitting at the table reading a book and he goes, Matty, we should go out and do something fun. What do you reckon on Saturday we go into Melbourne and we uh, have a bit of a time? I was, I really didn't want to, but he was someone you couldn't say no to because he'd just keep asking and asking and asking. So I was just like, yeah, whatever. Okay, it's great. I'll organise something And we'll go into Melbourne So the weekend, com- <laughs> the weekend comes around And of course I can't drink Because I'm going to be driving Because I may be an alcoholic But I'm a responsible alcoholic Like I'm not going to endanger people if And drive drunk Because that's just That is disgusting behaviour So I can't drink Which is always fun Going to places and everybody else is drunk And you can't be Anyway Beside the point, we go into Melbourne, and we park at his work, because he works in the city, I think they were working on David Jones at the time, in, in the heart of Melbourne, and we park at where he parks for work, and he has this rapport with the security guard, Uh, oh, how's it going Mick, oh yeah, yeah, not too bad, working on a Saturday, yeah mate, and what are you doing in here on a Saturday, you never work on Saturdays, oh no, I just in here with my cousin, we're going to have a bit of fun, I was like, oh, okay, yep, mm-hmm, Security guard Mick, that's nice, nice to meet you. Anyway, we walk about three blocks, and we get to this club, and I hate clubs. I hate clubs with a passion. I don't club, I'm not a club kind of person. They're noisy, they stink, there's hormones all over the fucking place, and it just, it doesn't interest me. Clubs aren't my thing. But this was a particularly special kind of club. This was the kind of club you go to see naked women. It was a strip club. Yay. I was not happy with him, but whatever. We went in. The bouncers were... Interesting. And they evidently knew who my cousin was, because he obviously goes there a bit. Anyway. We go into the club, and I instantly just make a beeline for the bar... Not allowed to drink anything, but I figured you know what I'm here i'm just i'll I'll have one beer, and then I'll just have soft drink or something for the rest of the night. That's fine, And my cousin wanders off as he does. He's with you one minute, the next minute he's fucking gone, like where, where the fuck did he go? Anyway, I didn't see him for about forty five minutes, and I'm just there at the bar talking to the person who's tending the bar talking to this random guy who came and sat next to me at one point, And then this stripper comes, comes up to me. She goes, your cousin paid for a lap dance. And I'm just like, oh, fuck off. No, please don't. She's like, follow me. So I followed her. <laughs> and she was really nice because she knew how awkward I was because I was just like, oh no, I'm going to die. This is so awkward, man. She's like, just calm down. It's fine. It's fine. Like, yeah, I know, it, it's, it's a bit awkward, but that's, that's okay. Well, I'll, I can work with it, that's fine. So she gave me a lap dance, and we had a good chat. Like, she was a nice person, and we had a really good chat. I got along with her really well. <laughs> and when it was done, she was just like, was that okay? And I was just like, yeah, it was great. It was, it was good, real good job, good work. It was so awkward. But anyway, that was that was fine. So I went back to the bar, <laughs> and then I see my cousin, and he's hanging around with this group of guys, and they were obviously not wanting him around because they were kind of like, "All right, can you like go find your cousin or something?" And he's like, "No, nah, he's fine. He's fine. he's clearly smashed off his face. He was clearly off his face at this point." And then he starts sitting down and just talking to him, and they're all just like, "Oh fucking hell!" Anyway, they order a round of drinks even for him. They even buy him one. And then about ten minutes later a bouncer comes over to me. I'm like, uh, am I in trouble? Like, what what, what have I done? Did, did I do something wrong? The bouncer goes, um, you came in here with your cousin, didn't you? I was like, yes. Is something wrong? And he goes, um, we've had to kick him out. I think someone roofed him. They gave him something because he's really off his face and we just can't have him in here. And I was just like, oh my fucking God, those guys, they actually gave him, they actually slipped him something. Ah, oh, the fucking idiot. So, I was asked to leave because he was asked to leave and they couldn't just chuck him out without the person who came to look after him. So, I was like, oh fucking hell. I went out. He was on the pavement. Just plastered. Off his face. And I was just like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. I have to walk with this guy who can barely stand for three city blocks. This isn't gonna fucking work, is it? So I get him up and he just he cannot stand. So I literally have to stand for him. And he's just hanging off me. And He's not a particularly big guy But he's pretty solid And uh, He still weighs a bit And it was killing my shoulders But I was dragging him along And I flagged down a cab The cab pulls over And he's just like Um No, I'm sorry, I can't help you He's too drunk, I can't, no He's gonna throw up in my Taxi, I can't have that So sorry I have to turn you away And I was just like Oh fuck Really? Really? A pain cost me You're going to turn me away Whatever So anyway I got up to the traffic lights At the first intersection (laughs) And there was a dance club Across the road Really hopping at this point I think it was like 1am and the music was blaring and there was a line of people outside. And they started laughing at us. And I'm just like, why are they laughing at us? Is it because is it, is it because he's plastered and I'm having to carry him everywhere? Why are they laughing? Anyway, we just kept walking. So we get down the bottom of um, the hill. I can't remember. I think it was on Ligon Street. Anyway, we get down the bottom of the next hill, near the next set of traffic lights, and I'm just like, I need a break, I can't keep carrying him, I'm, it's going to break my friggin' neck at this, pra- at this rate, like, fuck. So I put, I put him down and he, just, he literally wobbles over to the front of JB Hi-Fi and collapses on the ground and vomits everywhere. And I had had enough and I was just like, you know what, fuck it. I I don't get paid enough for this shit. I don't get paid at all for this shit. I'm not your babysitter. You know what, you want to get home, find your own way home. And I spat the dummy. And then the cops rocked up. And I was like, oh shit. And they've pulled over, two cops come out of the car and they saunter on over to me. And, like, is with you? I'm like, oh, fuck. Yes, officer, he is with me. It's like, he's really drunk. He, This is public indecency at this point. You need to get him up and get him out of here, or else we're going to have to arrest him and take him back to the lockup, and you'll have to come back into Melbourne tomorrow and pick him up. I was just like, oh, fuck. Really. Anyway, the other cop goes over to him and he's like poking him. He's like, "You okay, mate?" And my cousin's like, Ugh. "He's like, you stink," because he's vomited everywhere. And so I said to the cops, "Yeah, look, uh, just give me a second to catch my breath, and I'll I'll pick him back up, and we'll make our way to the car." And they're just like, "Okay, we're gonna come back here in about five minutes. If he's still here, we're gonna take him." If he's not, that's fine. So I get my cousin up and we continue on our way. And as we're crossing the road, I happen to stumble a little bit and look down. (laughs) And that's when I noticed why everybody was laughing at us. Because my cousin is walking around with his dick hanging out of his pants. I hadn't noticed because you know what? I'm not generally looking in that area of my cousin. That's not some area of my cousin. I tend to look on a regular basis and I only happened to look there because I stumbled and looked down. So at this point, he's able to kind of walk by himself and he's not really hanging off me anymore, which was fucking awesome. And I just go to, him, oh, not can you put your dick away, please? And he just looks down and goes, Oh shit, how long's that been out? I was just like, I don't want to fucking know, just put it away. We're in the middle of Melbourne, put your dick back in your pants. So he rectifies the situation, we continue back to the car. We get to the car, and I'm just like, You better not fucking throw up in my car or else I'm kicking you out and you are walking home. He's like, I won't throw up, I won't throw up. We get into the car, and he instantly fucking throws up. And I was just like, I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. Luckily, he managed to get 95% of it out of the door. And just a little bit of it managed to get into the car. So I was just like, fucking fine, whatever. Get in. I grabbed a blanket. I put it on him. And I'm just like, if you're going to vomit, vomit on the fucking blanket. Don't vomit in my car anywhere else. Now don't 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 get me wrong. That car was not a spectacular car. I needed to protect. I just didn't want someone vomiting in my car because it stinks, especially drunk vomit. So I got us back home in record time without breaking any laws. I opened his door. I got him out of the car, he fell onto the ground. I shut the car, I locked the car, and I went in the house and I said to him, You're home now, you can get yourself inside, you can get yourself to bed. And I went to bed. By this time it was about 3 am, and I had to be up at 5 to go to work. So, I honestly don't know how he managed to get himself up and get himself in the house. And I'd like to say that this was a once-off kind of thing about him being so drunk that I have to carry him somewhere. But it's not. About two months or so later, we were all, even my friend, I got my friend to come over to help and he was going to be paid. We were all helping my uncle to concrete a path in his garden. And my cousin was meant to be helping, except no one could find him. He was there one minute, and in good cousin fashion, he was fucking gone the next. God, he's a fucking twitter. Anyway, um, my other cousin, his younger sister, comes out at one point and goes, uh, Matt, can I have your help with something? And I was like, um, Yeah, sure. What's up? Like um It's my brother can you come and help And I was like oh fuck What's he done now What the fuck has he done now Why am I always like fucking cleaning up his mess So I followed him into the house And he's sitting at the kitchen table Absolutely plastered, like fucking hell He was smashed He was worse than that time he got drugged At the strip club I was just like, oh, fucking, how? Why? What? What was the reason this time? You weren't just having a good fucking. You're a bigger alcoholic than I am. She goes, can we just get him up to the bedroom? I was just like, yep, whatever. So, you know how hard it is to get a drunk guy upstairs when he's that drunk he can barely move? It was nearly fucking impossible. But we did it, we got him upstairs. With minimal injuries to the other people involved, but the funny thing happened when we got him to his bedroom. We got into the bedroom and his sister said, "Um, can you get him in there? I've got to go check on my son." I was just like, "Yeah, that's fine. go go check just go cool. I'll get him in there." so she goes off anyway, get him to the bed, and he's standing there at the end of the bed. He's just standing there, like I got him into the room. And he just stood there, and I was just like, dude, lay the fuck down. Why are you just standing, what are you doing, you dickhead? So I gave him a little push, little push, literally with one finger, I just gave him a little push on his chest, and he went backwards, hit the bed, bounced off the bed, smashed into the side table next to the bed and landed on the floor. And I was just like, oh, fuck. You know what? I'm done. I need to go back and help your dad do some concreting. You deal with this shit yourself. You got yourself in this mess. You fix it. And I left him. I would like to say that he was fine, though. Just an idiot. Anyway. After these times, I kind of put my foot down and stopped socializing with him so much because he was detrimental to my own mental health. I mean, I was detrimental to my own freaking mental health. Like I was drinking every day. But I did keep to my one rule. Don't drive while you're drunk. So if I had to drive anywhere, I wouldn't be drinking. For a few hours before. That also sounds bad. Anyway. And I was getting along with this woman really well. We were really getting along. To the point where I actually got to be involved with her kids, like in their lives, and... I sort of became a father figure to them. Or at least to the youngest. The older ones did their own thing. So, like, that was fine by me. And we got closer and closer and then it became official. We were a couple. I don't remember how that came about, but it did. And life was okay for a bit there. But I was still drinking copious amounts. And then one day I was in the shower. And I hadn't slept for about six days. And I was really tired. And I was in the shower. And then I blacked out. And I fell through the glass door. And it shattered everywhere. But you know how safety glass shatters in those little squares? So that they're not particularly sharp. And it made a mess. It was everywhere. And my uncle came into the bathroom. I'm naked. And he comes in and goes, what the what the fuck? Are you okay? What happened? And I was like, I, I'm so sorry. I passed out in the shower. And he was just like, Jesus. Um... Are you hurt? Like, are you injured? I wasn't cut or nothing. I was fine. He's like, all right. Um, uh, I'll leave a broom and stuff out outside the door. When you're done in there, just clean up the glass. We'll we'll fix the shower door soon. Just make sure you're okay. And I was okay. I was just tired. So anyway, I cleaned up the bathroom, gave my apologies again. Said, look, I'll I'll pay you back. As soon as I've got the money, which I did, which I did. Always good for paying back my debts. And I went to bed. And passed out. Oh, the mess it made. There was glass everywhere. But lucky it was safety glass, or else I could have been in a lot more trouble. So then, I think I lived there for about two years No other big events happened while I was there Actually, I take that back One other big event happened while I was there Which I I won't go into in this podcast I might touch on it next time Because it's coming up to 25 minutes And I think that's enough But yes, so This was me when I was 18, an alcoholic loser. Anyway, thank you for listening, everybody. Keep smiling, drink your water, eat your food, and stay safe, my friends. Love you all.